you kick down walls and anyone who tells you you can't you take your fears your insecurities your worries you roll them all up into a ball you turn those some bitches sideways and stick them straight up that candy out pick your goal and stick fucking to it you wishy-washy motherfuckers i can't fucking stand you I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing, I have a difficult time, I the time and I don't have time for this and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. And he kill it while you sitting down Bitch about how I triple my fan base Network bench Can't say there's worse All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome inside episode 34 of the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast I am your host, fitness informant founder CEO Ryan Buck I want to thank you guys and girls for stopping by Check out episode 34 You saw the title And it's, it's fitting Considering we're in summer months now here in June But the title is Why am I not burning fat? Why am I not losing weight. Why am I struggling in my weight loss journey? Well, today we're going to discuss several very important things as it as it comes to your weight loss journey and what could possibly be impacting your weight loss journey. There's some of them that are pretty obvious uh, that we're going to talk about and for you guys and girls listening are going to say, well, that's common sense. Yes, it's common sense, but sometimes people need the reiteration to understand that they're doing things incorrectly and that's why they're not achieving their goals. But there's also some more complex things that can go on inside your human body and inside this complex thing called your body that could be preventing you from burning fat the way you want, preventing you from your weight loss goals. So that is the topic of conversation that we want to get to here today. Something a little bit different. We've had some really good guests on recent episodes. We're going to have more guests. Obviously, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know that we traditionally have basically mostly guests, and sometimes what we do is we do some education stuff on here with just me, whether it be a gym etiquette or we talk about uh, how I turn my passion into a full-time career, but today is a good topic, I think, because everybody's trying to get that summer body, the abs, everything that they possibly can get so they can be shirtless and look as sexy as fuck as they approach the beach or whatever they want to do. So I thought that I thought the topic was timely this week. It may not be a super, super long episode, but again, I want to discuss at least four to five things that are on top of my mind that I think are super important for us to consider as a fitness community, as people who are trying to be more educated and obtain as much wisdom as they possibly can to incorporate into their healthy lifestyles and help them achieve goals uh, more often than not. This week's Pumped Up segment of the week is being brought to you by Build Fast Formula's award-winning VasoBlitz Pump Igniter. Not only is VasoBlitz the winner of the 2018 Shield of Excellence Supplement Award for the best pump product, it is also the first nitrate formula fully disclosed with 30 servings, not scoops. When VasoBlitz is consumed daily, even on your off days, it will last you a full month. All this for only $34.99 and as a special offer to our listening audience, use coupon code INFORMANT and save 15% off. Also on that topic of Build Fast Formula, right now you can get each flavor of their full blitz. Use coupon code SUMMER20 and you get three flavors for $99. That's not a bad deal at all. $33 a flavor. That product is one of our top rated pre-workout products over at fitnessinformant.com. It's also the top rated pre-workout product to produce pumps at fitnessinformant.com. I'm pumped up this week because speaking of those rankings list, we just came out with a brand new uh, updated version of our top rated pre-workout putters that I'm excited about. So you guys can go ahead and over to fitnessinformant.com and check those out. But th- speaking of pre-workout, 
we had posted something in our self-made barbell brigade group probably a month ago in terms of who would be interested in an exclusive fitness informant flavor. Well, I'm happy to let you guys and girls know that we've made some progress on that. The, we've now officially picked the product in which the official exclusive fitness informant flavor will be launched on. And it's a product that I, that I love. And it's a product that I would take myself. I would not allow a brand to put my logo or put my stamp of approval on something that's not necessarily my favorite or something that I wouldn't agree with, right? So for those of you listening and, and watching via YouTube, you know how particular I am with, with how I do business, who I do business with, how I do business, etc. And I need everything that I do business with, any, any brand that I work with or any products that I work with, to be a reflection on, on our brand values and what we believe is the true purpose of fitnessinformant.com. So the, the product that we uh, agreed on, it, it fits the values of Fitness Informant in terms of proper efficacious dosaging, uh, solid effectiveness. People are going to love it. Uh, that full announcement will come out soon enough, but we're still just hashing out a couple things on it. So I say speaking of pre-workout because that's the spoiler that I'll give away. The exclusive FI flavor will be on a pre-workout, so something people love to take. Uh, I already have the name for it, so there's a lot of cool things that's going to go on for it. And, and once it comes out, you guys and girls are probably going to be like, that's, that's fucking awesome. That's really cool, and I really hope that when it comes out, uh, you guys and girls will try it because I think you're going to love it. Uh, you know, Honestly, I haven't, I haven't tried the flavor yet, so we're going to work on the flavoring on it, uh, but I will, I will not... Uh, put two thumbs up of approval on this thing unless the flavor is uh, top notch. So that's what I'm pumped up about because it's really cool to see all the hard work that we're doing here at Fitness Informer. Not just me, but the community of people. You guys watching on YouTube or listening on your podcast, like together we are doing this. Together we are making, a, we, we, are, we have this movement. We're making change in the industry. And the amount of texts and phone calls that I get each week from people involved in the industry, some people brand new, some people in the industry for 30 years saying that they absolutely love what we're doing. They love who we are as a fitness informant community and, and that this industry needs this. So we are starting to reap the rewards of that by having brands wanting to leverage the FI name on some of their stuff and an exclusive flavor that I get to help uh, design and name is uh, something of a, of a you know, it's, it's a little knock of gratitude for me. So a notch of gratitude that I, that I really love. So I don't take this stuff for granted. I'm pretty, I'm really very, very much looking forward to it. And I hope you guys and girls listening to the podcast are looking forward to it as well. This week's Genius Moment of the Week is being brought to you by The Genius Brand. The Genius Brand offers high-quality supplements with scientifically proven, clinically dosed, all-natural ingredients. With a blatant disregard for profit margins, The Genius Brand focuses on creating innovative, industry-leading wellness supplements to help you live an active, healthy, and long-lasting life. Supplement smarter today. Check out our full reviews and news on The Genius Brand over at fitnessinformant.com. Calm. This week's genius moment of the week is not necessarily, you don't have to be a genius to figure this out, but you need to have common sense and you need to be a proper human being, but be kind to people. My God, I always say this because literally this last week I posted a photo because people have been calling me out for a while and saying like, Ryan, all you do is post upper body pictures of yourself because I'm the type of guy that likes taking upper body photos with my shirt off. Why wouldn't I? I look good. I feel good. I'm going to showcase uh, my hard effort and my hard work that I put in over the last, who at this point, 10 years, like 10 years I've been clanging and banging on a consistent basis. So um, 200 and, you know, 210, 215, whatever I weigh myself for the day. So of course I'm going to show it off. But somebody called me out and said, Ryan, like, why don't we ever see lower body pictures? Do you not have legs? Are you, are you Robert Frank? Do you not work out legs? And I can say that because Robert was on the podcast. 
No, I work out legs. Of course I work out legs. In fact, somebody asked me on one of our Instagram questions of, of if, you know, all else fails, like what's the one muscle group that you want to work out or what's the one muscle group that you'd want to work out for the rest of your life? And my response was legs because it's such a large, it's a large fucking muscle group. So I posted this picture of me in leggings uh, and where my legs were pumped. It was a great day for me. I had a great volume workout with my legs. I've been doing more volume work on leg day instead of heavy stuff to try to get the blood flow back into my hamstring, which I injured a couple weeks ago. And uh, I'm proud with the way my legs look. My quads look great. I have massive calves. Like, this is not me being cocky. This is just confidence. I've worked hard on it. And, uh, you know, one of the comments was like, your your legs are disproportionate. And I was like, what, what, the, what the fuck does that even mean, you know? And, uh, but that's it. That, but people on social media, social media has given everybody a platform for a voice, which is a good thing. Like, social media has helped me build my business. But social media also gives people a platform to be an asshole. And that's not... That's not okay, you know, and last week, I believe I talked about how, or maybe last week or two weeks ago, I talked about how, you know, men were sliding into female DMs, like, it does not give you the right to be a prick on social media, like, if, if you look at a picture, even a picture of mine uh, a couple weeks ago, um, somebody put a syringe right away, and basically gave all credit to my to my gains and my hard work to, to my TRT, my steroid use, it's like, what? Come on, man. I mean, I looked this way before. And then, you know, they, they follow up with, now. Nah, you're looking great. LOL, JK, JK. You can't just, like, say what you want and use, like, LOL, JK, JK and make it okay. Like, that's not how it works. It, it, that, it always reminds me of this. Like, back when cell phones became popular, you would text a girl and you'd be like, hey, you want to get, you know, you want to go out to eat on Friday night? And if she said no, you know what you'd say back to her? I was just kidding. No, you weren't, you fucking idiot. You actually wanted to go on a date with this chick. So when somebody comments on, on your stuff or my stuff or whatever it might be, and it's a negative comment, remember this. That person's a prick. That person's an asshole. That person is insecure about themselves. Because if the first thing, the first fucking thing they say is something of negative mindset or negative towards you, like they don't have a purpose in life. That's the biggest thing. Like I don't understand why people can't just be kind to one another. You know, I sound like fucking Ellen DeGeneres here on the podcast, but seriously, is it that hard to be kind? If you want to be successful in life, successful in life, be kind to one another, be kind to others. It's not hard because if you're likable and people like you, man, you're going to get many opportunities. I mean, there's a reason why FI is a full-time venture for me. I was kind. I built relationships. I'm nice to literally everybody until they give me a reason not to be nice to them. And I can count on one hand in this industry of people who I don't don't like anymore, who I really don't care to ever talk to again because they were pricks, they were assholes, they were dickheads. All you got to do is be kind to one another. You know, it's, it's not that hard. And I know those of you listening right now are probably out there being like, you know what, you know, or maybe you've said something negative to somebody before and, and hopefully you've apologized, but just rethink how you approach each and every single situation of your day. Approach it with a positive mindset. If somebody posts something, don't be fucking nitpicky right away. Unless you're a coach and you have a client that you're you're training for a show and they send you check-in photos, like even then you should always give them good news followed by bad news, right? Like any any business communications class on the fucking planet is going to tell you, start that email off, start that letter off with accolades and, and with, with uh, a praise and then come in with the critiques, the feedbacks. So if you start right away by being a complete asshole, Everything, everything you say after that fact is, is nullified by that person. No one's going to listen to you. If you come to me and say, you know, if I post a picture and your response is, must have been the steroids, and then you try to be nice to me, I'm thinking in my head, like, 
No, I ain't got time for this shit, right? I ain't got time for you. I ain't got time for your bullshit. I ain't got time uh, to listen to you tell me that I'm on steroids and that's the only reason I look the way that I look. I look the way that I look because I work my fucking ass off. And those of you out there who have been tagging me in some of your transformation photos, congratulations. Like, seriously, good for you. I fucking love it. I get tagged in the transformation photos all the time. And there's nothing more inspiring and motivating to me than seeing that. Like, unbelievable. People losing literally 200 pounds. 200 fucking pounds. Are you kidding me? That is amazing. You know what else is amazing? Losing two pounds. Losing 20 pounds. Losing 12 pounds. Whatever your goal is. If your goal is short term and it's four pounds and you achieve it, good for you. Pat yourself on the fucking back. You deserve it. Celebrate each win. Celebrate each victory. Because that is what's going to keep pushing you to be better, keep pushing you to reach that next pillar, keep pushing you to reach that next goal. Which is very timely considering we're talking about fat loss and weight loss today on the podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap up my opening here. We're going to hear a couple messages from peeps. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to discuss some tips on weight loss and why you may be hitting a plateau or why you might actually be gaining weight when you should be losing weight. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify. If you're watching via YouTube, you can hit that subscribe button as well. If you have an opportunity, leave us a review. It helps out the algorithm so more people can find the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. And make sure you're following us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. We'll be right back after this. The BAR Breakfast at the Ready is finally here. The world's first protein bar made with real cereal pieces from some of your favorite cereals and the best cereals of all time. This bar has 20 grams of protein, only 20 grams of carbohydrates with five of them coming from sugar and four grams of fat, 190 delicious calories that you can fit in at any time. Any person can take this bar, man, woman, child, whether you're working out, you're training to build muscle or you just need a healthy snack throughout the day, the BAR is your solution. Go to redcon1.com and order the BAR breakfast at the ready right now. <laughs> With the amount of hard work that I put in, I need a reputable brand. I absolutely love this stuff. The energy is amazing. The pumps are ridiculous. The flavor is absolutely delicious. I was blown away by the amount of energy, the muscle pump. It keeps me going throughout the day. Take your workouts to the next level. The energy was so crazy for me. Really gives me the boost I'm needing in the morning. You will train harder. You will see better pumps. You will go longer in the gym. The quality of the ingredients makes a difference. Try Rise, you're gonna love it, I guarantee it. Their products are top of the range and I'm very proud to be a part of Team Rice. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. 
spent most of my life chasing what's termed as unattainable. An obstacle in my path, I torment it. Any limitation trying to control my environment, I tame it. Any excuses I transform into commitments. The haters, they're too small for me to even see. For 28 months before Cage Muscle even released, I broke myself against the will to identify, track, test, and trial the ultimate resources available in human existence to bring you something the world has never seen. Change is upon us. Don't justify your complacency. Evolve with me. Part animal, part machine. I'm Chris Gethin, and I am Cage Muscle. I get a lot of people all the time that'll reach out to me on social media or even friends here, you know, locally or wherever it might be and just be like, listen, I'm having trouble losing weight. For whatever reason, I'm not, I don't see the scale dropping. I don't see my reflection in the mirror becoming more lean. And it's a common question so many people ask. I guarantee those of you listening to this are probably listening because of the topic you saw in the title of the podcast. Why am I not losing weight? Why am I not leaning up? Listen, I'm not a professional coach. I am a certified personal trainer. I understand diet and nutrition. I understand exercise. And I also understand how the human body works. And that's going to be the theme of this conversation is, is really going to be on this theme of homeostasis. And your body is such a wonderful machine that it's constantly seeking out a state of homeostasis. For those who don't know what homeostasis is, it's basically a constant, like a level, right? So, for example, when it's hot outside, your body perspires or perspirates and sweats and then the air evaporates that and it cools you down. Why? Because your body wants to stay at 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. So your body is going to do whatever it can to stay there. If you're too cold, what do you start doing? You shiver. Shiver generates heat, body temperature goes up, back to homeostasis, which is where your body wants to be. That is something that you should all keep in mind while you're listening to this because any change that you make to your body or any change you make to your caloric intake, your body is going to adjust and it's going to try to get back to where it was. So that is going to be a big theme of the conversation. So let's talk about the obvious, right? Most people will reach out to me and say, listen, I eat healthy. I work out all the time. Why am I not losing weight? Well, the simplest equation to losing weight is this, right? Calories in must be less than calories out, meaning you must burn more calories as energy throughout the day then you bring in through food sources or supplements to lose weight. That's the simplest form. You can, you can literally do any diet on the planet. You can do paleo, you can do Atkins, you can do keto, you can do, Christ, I don't even know, there's so many fucking diets now. You can just eat normal. You can eat like a regular person. But if you're bringing in more calories than you're burning, than you're expending out via exercise or whatever it might be, you're not going to lose weight. It's just not possible. Right? Your, body, your body will never, ever lose a pound. The scale will never change if you're consuming one more calorie intake than you're burning. Anybody listening to this podcast should be able to agree with that because that is, that's the simplest equation. That's really how this body works. If you want to gain weight, you eat more calories than you burn. If you want to lose weight, you burn more calories than you eat. It's simple as that. So the first reason why you are not, why you are not losing weight is because your diet's shit. Your diet's not correct. You may think that your diet is correct, but it's not. 
So you start by getting your macronutrients calculated. Your macros are your proteins, your fat, and your carbohydrates, right? So for those that understand macronutrients, a protein, a gram of protein is four calories, a gram of car carbohydrates is four calories, and a gram of fat is nine calories. Those are rounded. So whenever you see, you know, whenever you, somebody says, I have my macros, or I'm trying to hit, you know, hit my macros, that's what they're talking about. They want to make sure they get adequate protein intake, make sure they hit their fat, make sure that they hit their carbs. Now, really, you kind of look at it on a weekly basis, right? So each day with your macros, you might not be perfect. You might be under by 50 calories one day, over by 50 calories the next day. But the, the goal is throughout that week, you're essentially break even or you're essentially supposed to be where you're at. A lot of people don't understand how much they're supposed to eat or how little they're supposed to eat. That's problem. Like, that's the most apparent problem going on because if you don't know how much you're supposed to eat, how do you know if you're burning more than you're taking in? How do you know if you're taking in more than you're burning? You don't. Now, people will ask me, like, Ryan, do you, what are your macros? I don't have any at this point. Why? Because I've done them before. I've counted my macros. I've calculated and counted my macros. We have a macro calculator over at fitnessinformer.com. It uses the Harris Benedict revised formula. It's a very good formula. It's from 1990. All right? So, I mean, those of you listening, like, well, that's 29 years old. It hasn't changed much. You know, it takes into account your age, your height, your sex, your activity levels, you know, and, and it calculates what, what they believes your your, your uh, basal metabolic rate should be, which is your BMR, which is essentially how many calories your body actually needs to be able to basically survive while it rests. So that number typically is where if you just lay in bed all day. And then you have your total daily energy expenditure, which is taking into account your activity level. This is how much calories you need per day to maintain the same weight you're at. To, to maintain the same weight you're at. Keep that in mind, right? Your total daily energy expenditure is going to spit out a number of calories, and those are the calories, the number of calories you should be consuming daily to stay exactly where you're at. Now, if you want to gain weight, you add calories. You typically add three to 500 calories. If you want to lose weight, you're going to subtract 300 to 500 calories, and you want to gradually work your way there. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But that's the thing. That's the problem number one is just not understanding how much you're supposed to eat. I guarantee, I guarantee if I pull most people out there and say, what, how many calories per day do you eat? They're going to estimate. They're going to guess something. They are going to make a number up because, they, first off, they don't know. They have no clue how many they're supposed to eat. And the number that they make up, <laughs> and when you actually calculate what they ate, is probably so far fucking from the truth, it's unbelievable. So step one, if you're having issues and trouble trying to maintain or, or, or manage your weight loss or fat loss, and you don't know what your macros should be, get your macros calculated. I'll link the macro calculator here in the YouTube channel and over at fitnessinformer.com. But it's very popular. I mean, it's free. It's 100% free. All you do is you input your, your age, your height, your sex, your weight, your activity level, and we do the rest. We spit out a number for you. So that is going to be number one, making sure you absolutely know how much calories you should be consuming daily to hit your total daily energy expenditure. Part of that, though, is also being honest, right? A lot of people will say, well, I'm, I, I work out very intensely, but then they have a sedentary job where they sit on their ass all day. So you have to take into account, like, what's your definition of intensity? Like, an intense workout to me is you're dripping sweat, your heart rate is sky, skyrocket up, you know, your heart rate's like 120, 130, whatever it might be, and that's, that's, a, that's intense, Otherwise, maybe you work out leisurely. Maybe you're in the gym three days a week, but you are there for 40 minutes, barely breaking a sweat. Like, that's not intense workout. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Understand how many calories per day you're supposed to eat. Now, once you understand your calories, there's this concept of if it fits your macros. Do I believe in that? 
Here's the issue with if it fits your macros. If you are you know, at a conference or you're busy throughout the day that you can't get your meals in, and at the end of the day, it's 7 o'clock at night, and you realize, fuck, I still have like 500 calories to get. A Big Mac from McDonald's is probably more than that, but let's just say whatever calories you need to hit, yet a Big Mac from McDonald's is going to suffice that calorie intake. According to if it fits your macros, you can eat that Big Mac, and it's fine. I'm not fucking touching that Big Mac. I'm not. I'm saving that 500 calories for the next day or spread it throughout the week, but I'm not eating a Big Mac. But according to if it fits your macros, you can have it. So that brings me to my next point. It's like the, the types of things that we eat. My buddy Drew Peters, who's going to come on this show, once, uh, once did like an Instagram video or a Facebook video. And uh, the takeaway was don't eat like an asshole. That's really true. Like some people, I'll get people quite a bit too, that'll send me their, their nutrition or their diet, what they've been eating. Like jalapeno popper casserole was one. I remember that's the clearest day. And because it had chicken in it, they assumed it was healthy. Oh boy. You know, I mean, these are things that I don't blame anybody for. It's, it's Nutrition is one of the hardest things to understand and learn, right? Like it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody could be a nutritionist. Everybody's diets would be on point. America would be shredded and not overweight and obese. But we don't. I mean, we go to the store and we buy Uncle Ben's instant rice and we think, well, because it's rice and because it's brown rice, which is actually worse for you than white rice, it's good for you. Instant's not good for anybody. Instant's terrible. But the normal person doesn't know that. They know convenience. They know quickness. And that's what they want. They want something that they can make now. And they want something that can suffice a craving now. So our food system in this country, specifically America, is fucked up. And the way we purchase food is fucked up. And I've talked about this before. The amount of money that we spend on food really shows like our understanding of food and how important food is to us. So when I say stop eating like an asshole, it means reevaluating your entire diet and nutrition, reevaluating your life, your budget, and figuring out where you should actually be putting your money. If you're not losing weight, it's because A, you don't know your macros, you don't know how much you're supposed to eat, or B, like you just don't know what the fuck to eat, right? Like these are two common sense things of why people can't lose weight, why people can't burn fat. You just don't know what to buy at the supermarket. You know vegetables are good, but you heard frozen's not as good as fresh. That's not true. Canned vegetables, is there any, any, anything with that? All these boxed dinners, they're convenient. You're on the run. You work a nine to five. You have three kids at home. There's no possible way you can cook a meal for the family. So what's easy? A can of Hormel chili, noodles, and a Mountain Dew. We can't settle for that kind of stuff. Like we have to prepare. Listen, I am I'm married with a kid. I'm busy as shit. My wife is busy as shit. My baby goes to daycare. We prep everything. We prep food for her. We don't buy food for her from the store. We prep everything from fresh food. I prep stuff for myself on weekends. I also have a, uh, I work with Midwest Meals and get my meals sent to me for the week. Fresh, not frozen. It's fantastic. So I plan ahead to make sure that I'm eating healthy and making sure that I'm hitting the macros that I know. Now you're probably thinking, like, you don't know your macros, right? And yes, I do because I've done them long enough that I understand, like, what I need to eat. But when you don't know how much you're supposed to eat, and on top of that, you don't know what you're supposed to eat, that is an equation for disaster. That is an equation that is just not going to work. Think about it. 
you're not sure how much to eat, and you don't know what to eat. So you're lost. You're essentially blind when it comes to your nutrition. This is problem number, like major problem for people. And it's, it's again, I don't, I don't think anybody's stupid. I don't think anybody's dumb. I think that we're just misinformed and we just don't take the time to understand it. We listen to too many big CPG companies or consumer packaged good companies. We listen to their health claims in the box. Like, for instance, somebody posted a high-protein special case cereal in our self-made barbell with group. That's a piece of shit. Special case cereal is terrible. But what they did is they leveraged marketing to convince the consumer that it's good for you. Same with this keto bullshit that, the, that they're doing. Like, people saying keto-friendly, keto people are buying it because they don't fully understand what the fuck keto actually is. I guarantee, if you, if you took most of these keto-friendly products in the market today, most of them would fail the keto test. A true keto test that would not pass. So those are two reasons why you are not losing weight, burning fat. And if you're, if you're a, a personal trainer right now listening to this, I guarantee it. Guarantee. How many times have you asked your client for their, for their food journal and they lie through their teeth or they say, you know what? I've been eating healthy this week, but I, I've gained two pounds because we know how this works. We understand that you gained two pounds means you overate. You did not work out enough. You brought in more calories than you burned. Don't tell me you stuck to the plan. Numbers don't lie. Visuals don't lie. But you know who lies? Human fucking beings. We lie all the time. We lie to make ourselves feel good. We make excuses. Well, I'm not losing weight because of this. Well, I ate well all week, so the scale must be wrong. No, you ate like an asshole. The scale's correct. And you're gaining weight. Think about it. Be honest with yourself. That's a big takeaway from this too. Homeostasis and being honest with yourself. And the last one I'm going to discuss here before we take a quick break is just your lack of physical activity. We talked right away about calories in versus calories out. Well, if you don't know how many calories you're supposed to bring in, that's one thing. But then you also have to understand like your calories out. So like how much and how often do you need to work out to achieve the goal? Do you need to do two days? How much cardio? How much resistance training, strength training, etc.? Some people will say, well, you know, I, I, I was tired today, so I didn't go to the gym. And then they're upset when they look at the scale and realize they gained weight. Or they're upset when they realize they haven't progressed. Well, you need, you need to burn those calories to progress in your fat loss goals. Again, that's the basic equation of losing weight. Calories in must be less than calories out. You will lose weight 100% of the time. Simple, simple, simple. So if you're going to not work out as intense or you're going to take days off from the gym, like that all comes into play. And because of that, that would then need to adjust your macros because now maybe your, your activity level isn't a four. It's maybe a three or a two. So those are, those are things that are probably the most common that people listening to this podcast are probably like, well, Ryan, no shit. We knew that. We knew that if we want to lose weight, we should understand our macros. We should understand what we're supposed to be eating and we should work out, right? Like abs are made in the kitchen, not the gym. You've heard it before. Well, you can't make abs in the kitchen if you don't know what you're supposed to eat and you don't know how much you're supposed to eat. And you can't use the workout to help out if you're not sure how much you're supposed to work out or if you're not working out at all. So proper food selection based on what your macro intake should be with a proper exercise program 
can lead to weight loss, and it should lead to weight loss if you're honest and not cheating the system. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and I'm going to discuss two other topics uh, that are very important but more complex, and maybe they aren't ones that are so obvious to the listening audience. So this is it. The new flavor is in production as we speak. We've been hyped about this for months and the time is finally here. So let's go check it out. In here. This is it. Galaxy Burst. This flavor has a burst of candy with a hint of tart, leaving your taste buds begging for more. It's fruity and creamy, yet sweet and tangy. After months of testing and formulations, this galactic flavor is sure to take over the galaxy. Now let's give it a try. So good. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, time to go. Boys and girls, children of all DJ Sparta. Open the box. Carrot cake. Ghost's third birthday. Ghost's birthday. No, it's Ghost's birthday. Ghost's birthday. All right, so we spent the first part of this episode discussing common sense issues, common sense things that, that we all probably know or we should know. But what's funny is we know these things, yet we don't abide by the rules to weight loss. Like, we wonder why we can't lose weight. We know what we're supposed to do, and then we just don't fucking do it. So, that is laziness in our human culture. A lot of people think it's super hard or super expensive to eat healthy or eat on a plan to, to hit macros. Like, again, in the scheme of things, and I've said this a hundred times, you know, in the scheme of things, food's not that expensive, considering what you pay when you go out to eat. You know, think about like you go out to eat for a night. Your meal could cost you anywhere from like fifty to hundred bucks, and we fork over that credit card like nothing. But fifty to hundred bucks in the grocery store sometimes is like pulling fucking teeth. So it's just priorities. And once you figure out your priorities, you can get those straight, and you understand what your macro intake should be. You understand what foods you should eat, and you're exercising regularly. You're definitely on the right path. But there are a few things, um, you know, that that are sort of out of our control. And uh, I, I wouldn't say they're out of our control, but they, they impact us more on a biological level than they do based on common sense level. And the first thing I want to talk about is this concept of macros, because what I find a lot is uh, people, when they're trying to lose weight, what they do is they cut so much calories out of their, out of their diet that they, they fuck up their body. 
And what I mean by that is go back to what we talked about at the start of the show in this term homeostasis, how your body constantly seeks a state of homeostasis. If there's a certain number of calories that your body expects for you to operate at a high level of efficiency based on your activity level, those are the calories in which your body needs. So your body is going to try to always be at that state. Your body wants, say, say your body needs 2,000 calories to operate based on your activity level. And now, for example, you decide to up your activity levels. So, so let's just take a step back. You need 2,000 calories per day to maintain your current weight and you work out one time a day. Well, let's say now you decide to add in a second day or a second time of the day for workout. You're doing two a days. Maybe you're doing cardio separately, but you don't adjust your food intake, okay? Your body and your metabolism now needs more calories to reach that new total daily energy expenditure goal because now your activity level has increased. And when your activity level has increased, your body is going to require more calories to maintain. So a lot of people think, okay, I'm going to add cardio in for a second point of the day. I'm not going to change my diet. I'm going to keep the calories the same. And then you're burning an extra, say, say you're burning an extra like 400 calories a day from cardio. That's a big shift. That's a big change from your body. And that's a big shift in calories that your metabolism is not used to. So what your metabolism is going to start doing is they're going to start fighting for your life essentially. And it's going to try to preserve calories versus burn them because it needs them for you to survive. So how does your body preserve calories? It slows down your metabolism. Your, your metabolism starts slowing down so that way you're not burning as many calories. So think about that. If you increase your energy output, you increase your workouts, but you don't increase your calories, your body's going to adjust. It's going to burn less calories now to maintain where it should have been. So you will, at the start, you will cut some weight. You know, it's, you're going to be burning more calories because that's what your metabolism does. But your metabolism then is going to learn to adjust to try to get back to that essentially 2,000 mark of homeostasis. And when it does that, your metabolism slows down. And your metabolism essentially quits working at times if you do it too much. So then what happens is you hit a plateau. And you're not burning anything anymore. You're not burning calories. And you wonder why you're not losing that fat and why you're not losing that weight. Well, you cut too much too quickly and now your body doesn't know what to do. It's one thing if you start cutting calories, you know, gradually, you know, maybe you keep your activity level the same and you start cutting calories by maybe 50 to 75 to 100 calories a week. Your body's metabolism can understand that, can adapt with you instead of trying to fight against you. But if you're going to take a big chunk of a change, if you're going to change it up dramatically in like a week, your metabolism gets so confused that it goes into fight mode and tries to get back to where it was. So if you're cutting 400 calories or you're you know, burning 400 calories more because you're introducing a second day of workouts or second, second time of day workouts, your metabolism is going to slow down and it's going to stop burning calories. And because of that, you're going to hit a plateau and then you're not going to be able to burn fat anymore. Or worse, you actually start gaining weight because you start increasing calories and now your body's not used to it because your body's not burning. So many people, especially people in uh, competitions that don't necessarily maybe have great coaches or don't necessarily uh, understand how your body works, is you cut like, think of your, like, a, a men's physique or a, a lace figure or a bikini girl. Like, you cut so much weight for that show that it's, you're always just supposed to add calories back in gradually post-show, your off-season. Because if you start adding in calories too quickly and too much, your metabolism doesn't understand what's going on here. It's still slow as hell, and you start storing those calories as fat. So back to, like, our nature of the human body and how we are as human beings – if you say you, you, you just cut 500 calories from your diet, just like that, boom, 500 calories gone, your metabolism can't catch up with that. And your metabolism wants to stay at that 2,000 calorie mark. 
So you're cutting all these calories. Your metabolism essentially is starting to slow down to a point where it can shut down. Then you hit that plateau and you're like, well, I can't cut anymore. So I might as well start bulking or I might as well start gaining. And you start eating crappy foods or you start eating more than you should. And now you're storing fat. And you're actually putting on more weight than you did before. This is what's very interesting. Like Lane Norton wrote a, wrote a book called Fat Loss Forever. I talked to Lane about this at the Arnold. And, and you know, 95% of people who lose weight put that weight back on and plus they gain. Well, why is that? So a lot of it's based on metabolism. You know, you cut, you cut too quickly. You, you do reach your weight loss goals, but now you trick your metabolism into slowing down to essentially shutting down. And now when you start increasing your food intake, you're storing that as fat, you put all that weight back on and you're fucked. Metabolism is a very interesting thing. Like if you are, if your metabolism is fucked up and it's, it's off key, it's off note, and it's not where it wants to be, you're going to have a hard time reaching your goals. It's simple as that. And a lot of times, I guarantee a lot of times, if we go back to point one that I made today on the podcast talking about not understanding how much you're supposed to eat, nine times out of ten, I find that people are under eating. It's crazy, right? People are not losing fat. They're saying, Ryan, why am I not losing fat? And my, my thought process immediately goes to their food consumption, not necessarily what they're eating, but just how much to begin with. And I always look and I say, I bet this person's probably under eating. I had a friend, or I have a friend, who, you know, is, is, she's training to, to be in shows, um, and her metabolism has really gotten the best of her. And it's really, um, you know, we ran her macros, and um, through her coach that she has, I ran her macros for her. My macro calculation for her and where she should be for her total daily energy expenditure based on her workout, because she's intense. She works out twice a day. Um, she's that, she, she loves bodybuilding. Her coach has her at like 1300 calories and I had her at 2700 calories. So she was at 1300 when my calculations say that she should be at least getting 2700 calories a day to maintain weight. And she's trying to cut. Well, her body is fighting against her, fighting, fighting the fight of a lifetime on 1300 calories, trying to, trying to reserve and preserve as much of that calories as possible to live a normal life. I don't know how she has energy, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, speaking with her, it's like we got to gradually add calories back in. Like to the point is if you want to cut, even if you're cutting, your calories should still be at like 2,300 per day, maybe a little bit less as you get more aggressive towards show day. But you're still, you're drastically under where you probably, where you need to be. And because you're under eating, your body's not responding to the way you want it to respond. And therefore, you're not losing weight. You're not burning fat. It's weird because for our minds to think about this, for our minds to sit here and think, wait, you want me to eat more to lose weight? You want me to eat more to burn fat? How does that make sense? You just told me calories in versus calories out. Yes, that's very simple. That's a simple equation. But it is more complex than that if you have a fucked up metabolism because you need to train your metabolism to be where it is. So I, I really urge everybody listening to this podcast is like, take a look at what you're eating. Figure out what your macros are or what you should be at. And you, again, you can use that, cac, that macro calculator over at fitnessinformer.com. It's completely free. And then measure what you eat on a daily basis and see how far off you are. Because if you're not currently tracking macros, that's okay. I mean, it, it definitely helps. But if you can understand that you've been under eating or overeating, you can start adjusting based on common sense knowledge. You know, back to my friend, for, for her, it's like, okay, we need to start adding stuff back in. 
And some of the best coaches that I've ever met, and Adam Bisek was on the show before. He's a great coach. Him and I are very similar on this. You know, if somebody is under eating, we're adding food in. Like we're going to add, we're going to do it gradually. Right? We're not going to, we're not going to have 500 calories extra a week. We're going to add that food back in gradually to start training your body to adjust the metabolism to seek a new state of homeostasis, which we call progress. And let's get you to where you want to be because now you're going to have more energy. You're going to feel better. You're going to burn more fat. You're going to be more toned, fit, etc. So if this pertains to anybody listening, like think about it. It, it doesn't make sense in your mind, but you may need to eat more to lose weight. You may need to eat more to burn fat because your metabolism needs a jumpstart. Your metabolism needs to start fucking working for you. The worst thing you can do is consistently undereat. Because if you consistently undereat and consistently undereat and consistently undereat, your metabolism's done. It's done. And it takes a while for that thing to adjust. If you've been casually underfeeding your system for months or years, trying to get your metabolism in line to where it needs to be is one of the most difficult things that you probably can do. It's not impossible. It's just difficult. So that right there is a complex situation that can occur to us, but it's tied directly into not understanding how much you're supposed to eat. If you don't understand what you're supposed to be, what, how much you're supposed to eat and you're under eating, or it could just be in this case, I, I don't know if this guy's a bad coach or you know, I don't want to call him a bad coach because I don't know him, but like to me, that was just absolutely nuts. For her body type and her weight and how she trains, that little bit of calories is just unreal to me. And she's not even a bikini girl. You know, like the bikini girls get really, really skinny. She's a figure girl. So, um, you know, that, those are just things that, that, can, that can really impact you that's, that's more complex than just a paper equation saying, like, this is how much you're supposed to eat. This is the type of food you're supposed to eat. Your metabolism is constantly seeking a state of homeostasis. Your whole body is. And that's why our bodies are wonderful machines. And they're the most complex, beautiful things on the fucking planet. You get one of these. Take care of it. Understand it. Feed it. Treat it well. That is a huge, huge takeaway. And the last thing I want to talk about here, and, and by all means, this is not the end-all, be-all, you know, five points to weight loss or fat loss. There's a lot to it, right? We can sit and talk about diets, and like we can talk about the keto diet. Why does the keto diet work? Well, you're essentially shedding one macronutrient out, which when you pull one macronutrient out of your diet, your caloric intake is going to decrease. Therefore, your calories in are going to be less than your calories out. Of course, you're going to burn fat. That's how it works. But the last thing I want to talk about is, is we just wrote an article on this over at fitnessinformer.com, but it's extremely important because it's something that we neglect as a fitness community, I think. It's neglected quite a bit. Cortisol. Cortisol levels. It's a steroid hormone released by the body that basically uh, is your, your fight or flight response system. So cortisol is something you can actually get tested by a doctor through a blood test. Cortisol is released by your adrenal glands in your body. It receives a signal from your pituitary gland, which is in your head, saying like there's an elevated level, of, there's an external stressor. And when there's an external stressor that, is, that you are um, basically put in front of, or there's an external stressor that you're exposed to, your pituitary gland says, boop, boom, we need adrenaline and we need cortisol right now. So for example, if you're walking in the woods, and this is an example I read online I thought was good, and a wolf approaches you, you're going to be scared shitless. Your adrenaline's going to get pumped, and your body, your pituitary gland's going to tell your body, okay, here we go, uh, 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 let's release cortisol, and cortisol goes out to your cortisol receptors, which is literally in like every cell, 
And because of the cortisol, there's an insulin response to that. And you, you obviously, um, what will happen is your body will shut down non-essential functions during that time. So elevated levels of cortisol. So if you're in a stressful situation, your body is going to release cortisol that's received by your body. Your body then adjusts with that, trying to reduce those cortisol levels by shutting down non-essential systems. So your digestive system, your immune system are two things that get essentially shut down. You ever notice when you're super stressed, you get sick easier? When you're super stressed, you gain weight. You can't lose weight as quick. Why is that? It's because you have elevated levels of cortisol. Cortisol is such a powerful hormone in your body that we just neglect. Like we talk about sports supplements all the time here on the podcast over at fitnessandforward.com, but not a lot of people ever ask about cortisol supplements. Are we just that stress-free? If we are, great. But, you know, I turn on the news every day and I realize that we live in a pretty stressful fucking world. I get stressed because of my job. I get stressed because of a lot of things. I use the gym as my sort of iron therapy. And a lot of people probably do that too. But if you have a, a really high stressful job or your financial problems or you're in a bad relationship, like you have these external stressors that are constantly on you, constantly on you. And consistent levels of high, consistent high levels of stress coming in at you leads to elevated cortisol levels pretty much all the time, which elevated cortisol levels all the time is going to do what? It's going to cause you to store fat. It's going to essentially turn off your digestive system. Your metabolism is going to slow way down. You're going to start getting weight in your, in your midsection. You're going to start getting weight in your face. So if you're somebody listening to this podcast that lives in a stressful environment, you need to rid yourself of those stressors or you're going to have a hard time losing weight and, and hitting those fat loss goals. So you could be eating healthy. You could literally be eating your macros correctly. You could be working out great. You could be eating the right things. But if you're in a stressful situation, your body is tell, your body will be releasing cortisol and it'll essentially tell your body to stop the digestive system because you need to deal with these elevated levels of cortisol. So there's a lot of different stressors that we deal with in life. Like I said, job, finances, bad relationships, whatever it might be. And there's, there's ways that you can deal with that. There is sports supplementation. There are supplements like KSM-66, ashwagandha, or theanine, fish oil, etc. that can help alleviate stressors and, and help relax you as an individual that'll help bring those stress and anxiety levels down, which will then hopefully relax those cortisol levels. But there's, there's natural ways you can do it too. W working out, weightlifting, meditation, massage, yoga. I mean, there are plenty of things that people can do. That's why yoga is so fucking popular. I've never done it, but I understand the appeal. You know, it, it, it does good for the body in ways that you can't see. And that the things that you can't see is those cortisol levels. That article is over at fitnessinformer.com on cortisol. I highly urge everybody here to go and read it. It talks about what cortisol is, why your body releases it, how it's received, and how it can impact. Because you can have too high levels of cortisol, which is um, obviously going to lead to that weight gain and, and lead to muscle weakness, etc. But you also have too low of levels of cortisol. Now, when you have too low levels of cortisol, you potentially could have a tumor on your pituitary gland. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that could happen with that. So that's the one thing that you need to understand is there are diseases that are associated with levels of cortisol. For instance, if you have uh, basically not enough cortisol being produced, you can you'll get something called Addison's disease. And it's basically saying like this is caused by your adrenal glands, not enough, not enough uh, hormone of cortisol, and basically what will happen there then is your endocrine system gets all messed up, and you you can just you can really feel like shit. Having a deficiency of cortisol is just as bad as having too much. And they can do things like there's treatments you can do, etc. But 
Elevated levels of cortisol all the time can lead to diseases as well, and those are things that we want to avoid, uh, you know, if we're trying to live a healthy lifestyle. So we talked about, and I just spent a whole episode on cortisol because it's super complex, but I want to keep it simple here for people on the show because, you know, some people might get, might get lost. The important part is you have a pituitary gland that sends a signal to the adrenal glands to release cortisol, which is re received by cortisol receptors in the body, and at that point, it starts shutting down non-essential systems, which is going to be like your immune system and your digestive system. That's why in high stressful situations, you're more likely to get sick and you're more likely to gain weight. The secondary aspect of that is when you guys are in high stressful situations, not only is your body producing more cortisol levels, causing you to you know, not burn as much fat, it also causes you to store more fat. So if you're a stress eater, you eat because you're stressed. Think about that double whammy. Not only is your body producing cortisol saying, let's not burn any weight right now or fat because it's not essential to dealing with the elevated cortisol levels, but now as a person, you're also ingesting more food and more calories in which you're not going to burn, so therefore your body stores it as fat. So stressful situations are really bad for two reasons, elevated levels of cortisol and how you deal with them personally as a person and if you decide to do some stress eating because that can really kill you. So as we wrap up the podcast this week, it's important, you know, we talk about the takeaways here is like, first and foremost, understand your macros. Understand how much you should be eating in terms of your calories and your grams of macronutrients. Secondly, then, if you want to go to part two of this episode is like, make sure you're eating that number. Make sure you're not under eating drastically. Make sure you're not overeating drastically because if you do that, your body seeks a state of homeostasis and you have to adjust and move away from that and it takes time to get there. If somebody's 400 pounds that's been eating, overeating for a long time and just starts to cut out food, they're going to lose weight, like I said, super quickly, but they're going to hit a plateau at some point where your body's going to seek homeostasis. So if you're fairly in decent shape and you have a weight loss goal of maybe 10 pounds, like you can gradually start pulling out calories from your total daily energy expenditure and, and do that on a weekly basis. You'll have a much better, a much better uh, chance of reaching that goal and not fucking up your metabolism. So those two kind of go hand in hand. The third one is understanding... Uh, you know, what, what you're eating, understand the types of food that you're eating because not all calories are created equal, right? Like it's uh, there's a big Mac calories and you can get the same amount of calories then through like nuts, berries and, and whatever else, um, you know, lean chicken, lean chicken breast and a big Mac might have the same protein, but what are you going to eat? Right? So not all calories are created equally. Understand what's, what you should be eating. So this whole, if it fits your macros that people follow, if, if it works for you, great. I'm not here to critique that, but understand like if you have you know, 600 calories left at the end of the day, down a Big Mac's not, not the best choice. But according to if it fits your macros, apparently it's, the, it's a good choice. <clears throat> so understand what to eat. Some, do some research. There's some good books out there. But really what you want to try to avoid is some of these marketing schemes and marketing messages from these big consumer packaged goods because most of them are just trying to sell you a product and don't really give a shit about your health. Exercising regularly. So a lot of you people will exaggerate saying, yep, I exercise all the time. Do you? Do you really exercise all the time? Make sure you actually are doing what you say you're doing because it's going to help. That is your calories burned. Exercising helps you burn calories. That reaches that TDD level. That helps you get cut. That helps you gain weight, depending on what your goal is. Working out and eating correctly based on your macro calculations and actually hitting those macro calculations are super important. Because if you are under eating, your metabolism is going to shut down. If you're overeating, your metabolism can't keep up. So it's a lose-lose situation. And then finally, your cortisol levels is another thing that's out of control. A lot of people can't deal with external stressors really well, and those are the people who really suffer. If you live every day with constant stress and anxiety, and you're not in shape, and you're wondering why you're not in shape, that's why you're not in shape. Those cortisol levels are taking its toll on you. Do some meditation. Do some yoga. Look into supplementation, KSM-66, ashwagandha, or theanine, or fish oil, or something that will just help you relax. 
because that will help alleviate some of those stressors and the anxiety in your life, which leads to you getting weight. If you guys and girls have any questions at all on today's show, I know it was brief, it was short, but we tried to cover as much as we could to make it simple for you, the listening audience. Feel free to reach out. Fitnessinformant.com is the official website. Facebook.com backslash fitnessinformant is our Facebook page. At Fitness Informant on Instagram is where we're at. We're at Fit Informant on Twitter, and there's Fit Informant on Snapchat, too. You can reach out via email. I'm Ryan at FitnessInformant.com. By all means, feel free to reach out. I'll return the message as soon as I can. DM or message us on our social media platforms. That works, too. If this is your first time listening to the podcast and you like what you heard here, again, hit that, or hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all our brand new podcasts, which come out on Tuesdays. And if you wouldn't mind, write us a review. That helps out the algorithm to get more people to discover, listen to, and uh, love the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. And uh, like I said, the social media channels, go ahead and follow us. Again, we just appreciate your support uh, from, from this has been over a year now we've been doing this podcast, and we're going to keep them going weekly. Uh, we will look to get more guests back on the show again here soon. So appreciate everybody for tuning in this week. Everybody have a great week, great weekend. Whatever you're going to do, be safe, be smart, and remember some of the things that we told you on this podcast, and just be kind to one another. <clears throat> that is the biggest thing I can say today to you. Just be nice to people, and good things will happen. Everybody, be informed, lift fit, and hang loose. Until next time, I'm Ryan Buckeye.